Once you've greeted someone, you may be seated. So good to see all my family. Amen. Good to be home today with the greatest people on the face of the earth. Amen. I don't know if I can stay up here though, but uh, I just want to let you know that Tammy and I thank you for allowing us to be challenged for 14 weeks. Amen. We were challenged not being here, but it was definitely the divine hand of God and his plan. And I couldn't, she and I couldn't get what we needed to get and serve you better moving forward had we not, you know, just shut it down. Said, okay, daddy. Amen. And he made it clear to me. I had some plans when I was going on this 14-week sabbatical. I had some plans that when I started it, he says, your plans don't matter. He says, I have plans for you, and I need you to trust me, son. Amen. I, I tell you what, this trusting Jesus thing is top tier. And in the spirit right now, there's some of you that want to put it to the test. And the fear that's been holding you captive is losing its grip right now. The presence of God is so in this room, and you're so designed to put together to enjoy him. Amen. You're not designed to host fear, doubt, unbelief, offense, among many other dynamics of the darkness in our world and society right now. And the Lord wants you to know that you can trust him. You can trust him. So Tammy and I just can't thank you enough for caring enough about us Amen, to allow us that opportunity to, amen, let the Lord give us what we need so we can serve better you, our community, and our world, but most importantly, serve our Father. Amen? Amen. Trusting Him. I um, enjoyed some things during this 14 weeks, and one of them, one of the highlights was my wife and I agreed to take our grandson that just graduated, amen, to experience a little bit more of his biological culture, amen, where my wife is from in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yeah, and he was so excited about that. My son, Devin, you that know Devin, he, he, he made it to where I, I, I'm going too. <laughs> and it was good for him, but... Uh, I know the Lord spoke to me and said that he was going to let me merge with my grandson in a way that he wanted me to, that only he could set up. And so I told Tammy that, and she, she agreed, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that agreement's important, by the way. Y'all know it's important that we agree. Is Daddy here right now? <laughs> are you, are, is he wanting to give you good gifts? Amen. He don't give out bad gifts. He always gives out good gifts. And so uh, we, we, we took him, and I didn't know how God was going to set it up because I don't force the things that God wants to do. I'm, I'm learning more and more to let him set everything up and him lead. You know, the topic of the thought today that God gave me to encourage you was being spiritually fit, navigating life with joy, navigating life with joy. Now, from what I'm seeing in our world, um, there's a lot of emotions out there right now. And those emotions in our world is in the church. Amen? I'm just stating the truth, and you don't have to be led by those dynamics. You can, you can be set free today. You can come out of those grave clothes as we heard the song today. Amen? And so... Um, He's enjoying, uh, Davis, my grandson, he's enjoying his newfound revelation of his, some of his culture biologically. And, uh, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you're going to have to figure it out. So I just relaxed, enjoyed being around and being with them. And, and uh, it was the last evening prior to them leaving the next day that uh, 
He said, I'm getting up early. And uh, I said, I'm getting up early too. I'm going to go have breakfast. And he decided, you know what? I'll have breakfast with you, Pop. And the rest of the crew said, no, we're sleeping in. We ain't got no more energy left. And I'm thinking, okay, perfect. And it was perfect. Matter of fact, I didn't have to ask questions. All Daddy wanted me to be is available for his son. And so we had breakfast together, and he's the one asking questions. And Daddy's giving answers. And before we left the meeting, he stopped and said, Papa, would you go back over that again? I'm just in the spirit. I'm going to need some tissue. Somebody, several of you. Yeah, give me the box. Give me the box. Several of you are saying... Papa, would you go back over that again? Y'all feel the presence of God in this room is so thick right now. Anything can happen. <sighs> hey, men, let me tell you something. You want to be a real man? Cry. Let the tears flow. And I promise you, it's freedom. Something about those tears that heaven is bottling them up. Don't miss an opportunity to let him gather the tears. Heaven is moving right now on a new level. And it ain't because of anyone but him. He loves us. He loves our community. He loves our hurting world. He loves the powerful people in this house that you are. And you've heard me say, you know, I found out you didn't need me. Don't get me wrong. I'm, 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 I'm part of the body. And you need me to serve in the level I'm supposed to serve. You need Tammy and I totally set free from every religious idea and tradition that does not support the move of God's spirit and fire. You need us in his spirit in his lane. And that's freedom, as we heard today. That, that's freedom. Amen. And so you're going to get for the next few moments, I don't know if I'll... Yeah, I'm going to read one scripture. The Spirit did prompt me. But I want to talk to you today because you're going to be getting what the Spirit of God moved on me to give my grandson. And it was good for me because I didn't prepare that. And I, I know God has talked to me on those levels before, but wow. But when a grandson says, Papa, would you go back over that again? That wasn't him speaking. That was heaven talking. Amen. And uh, we got to go back to the old paths. And walk therein. I know I just gave you some Christianese language. But your spirit man, your true DNA, your designer, our father, who came in flesh 2,000 years ago, puts you together. And you know what I just said is the truth. And it's the truth that makes us free. So we're able to walk in freedom. Amen. And I'm so thankful for God's grace. Amen. To, to give us the opportunity to enjoy his presence on such a level. Amen. We're talking about being spiritually fit today. Amen. And, and I'm talking to my grandson about 
making choices and living out the purpose God had given him. But don't be ashamed of the choices you make. You're going to make some bad ones, son. Am I talking to anybody yet? I think we can all stand 100%. We've made some bad choices. And we've made some choices thinking they were right choices. Only to find out that the fruit that the choice bore wouldn't bring no joy and peace into our lives. And we were going to church and we was reading our Bible. And, and if you wasn't, no big deal. You're no, you're no less than the person that does. 2,000 years ago, he paid the debt off, ladies and gentlemen. And he's asking us to whosoever will come and drink of the water of life freely. <sighs> to you that are heavy laden, come. <sighs> I want to give you some rest today. And he wants everyone in this room to know that you can rest today. You don't have to be beat up and bound and and, and condemned over the fact that you haven't measured up from your religious lens. Daddy, our father, is proud of you. And he don't look at the problem in your life. He takes care of it. He don't beat you up for failure. Failure is not fatal in the kingdom of God. Failure is an opportunity. Amen. For you to get a revelation of who you are and who he is. Amen. If you fall enough, you'll grow up and realize, I ain't doing that no more. And in God's process, you can fall seven times. A righteous man and woman. Come on, it says it right there in the book called the Bible. Fall seven times, but they arise. And I'm convinced that God's plan is for us to fall enough so we can scatter the enemy eventually and put him on the run seven different ways. It's God's plan. So I'm going to read you a passage on what spiritually fit looks like from heaven's lens. And uh, I'm going to need this, I know, before I get through. <laughs> Amen. Lots of emphasis has been put on getting healthy and spiritually fit in our world, correct? And there's a lot of ideas on what being fit looks like. And so Paul addresses to Timothy, a young follower, a young son in the Lord. He says it this way. If you will teach the believers these things, I'm 1 Timothy 4, verse 6 through 10. Now, this is the Passion Translation, and it puts it more into our updated language here. He said, uh, you will be known as a faithful and good minister of Jesus, the anointed one. Nurture others in the living words of faith and in the knowledge of grace which you were taught. Words of faith. Faith comes by And grace can only be given through Jesus Christ. And when you catch that, you'll realize that we're all, when we accept it, we've been baptized into him and our identity is Christ. So I'm going to continue to read, but don't forget this. God has limited himself to our availability. He's got a plan that he wants to finish in this world. He won't do it without his bride. He won't do it without his sons and daughters. And Paul is telling the believers, he said, all of creation is standing on their tiptoes looking for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. Our world right now is looking for answers. They're looking for it, and they're not going to get it through philosophy and traditions, rudiments of the world, having an high IQ, amen, and degrees, and, and, and go study and get your degrees and be diligent. But remember this, make sure your diligence 
amen, is towards heaven because in him we live and we move and we have our being. We have no heart, hope apart from that. Amen. So I encourage you. Don't forget that. It's so important. God limited himself to you being available. Well, Pastor, I have failed him for so many years. I don't know if he can use me now. I'll be 60 next month. It's okay with God. There's a little boy inside that he's wanting out. He wants me to enjoy my best days. He wants you to enjoy. Your best days are here moving forward. Amen. This is God's glorious day. This is the day of salvation. And the enemy, if he's done his work well, and he has, hasn't he? The devil does his work well. Amen. Eventually, you're going to realize having heartburn is not the best way to live life. Being oppressed is not the best way to live. Being depressed, being beat up with just, just anxiety and emotional stress, that's not the way to live. And, and when you realize that, it's just a moment of time, amen, that he comes in and he dispels the darkness. And all of a sudden, my God, I wasted so many. No, 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 no. There was no waste. Somebody needs to hear that today. There's no waste. Amen. All things happen for a reason. Amen. God is in charge. And so as we read here, nurture others in the living word of faith and in the knowledge of the grace which you were taught. Be quick to abstain from senseless traditions and legends, but instead be engaged in the training of truth that brings righteousness. Y'all heard a, a, a definition of righteousness today, freedom. Y'all heard it. That's the definition of righteousness. In the original Greek, it means to rever a reverence towards the gospel scheme. Let's say it like this. Uh, stewards of the mission of Christ. Somebody is about their father's business. That's what righteousness is. Jesus, his identity can't, is not apart from the mission that he has. His identity is revealed in his mission. That's why he invites us to come go with him and follow him in his mission. It's when we're with him, regardless of our flaws. I, I, as soon as I get ready, Pastor, as soon as I get my act straight, as soon as I get righteous... I'm going to live for Jesus. Anybody ever thought like that before? Got to get everything right so I can be, amen, a good witness for God. No, God is asking just like he asked that motley crew he called. Those 12 rough, man, tough, and had all kind of issues and pride. And man, they had some baggage. Come on, come go with me. It was while they were following him, amen that they began to transform into the identity that he had for them. Amen. Righteousness is equated to being about the father's business. Amen. And the father's business is pretty simple, baptizing and making disciples. Let me make it really simple for you. The father's mission is being available and giving away invitations. Amen. Those invitations, all of those invitations are good news. And every time you give an invitation, it brings hope. When you carry the good news, life, hope, joy, the kingdom comes. Amen. And so in, in, in the truth of God's purpose, I'm trying to encourage my grandson. God just needs a mouthpiece. He didn't, he didn't call you to go save the world. He didn't call you to make a difference from our human logic. He called you to come follow him, be available, be his house, be his mouthpiece. Amen? And so this is what Paul tells Timothy. He says, 
for athletic training only benefits for a short season. And you might be able to flex those muscles to your 80. You might get them up a little bit when you're 80. But life is but a vapor. It appears for a moment and it vanishes away. And I encourage you to take care of the temple God's given you. Tone it up. Get as healthy as you can get. But being fit for God, it's not about your human vessel. It includes your human vessel, your body. For athletic training only benefits you for a short season, but righteousness, righteousness, God's mission brings lasting benefit in everything for righteousness being on mission with God contains the promise of life for time and eternity. Faithful is the word, and everyone should accept him. For the sake of this ministry, we told timelessly or tirelessly and are criticized continually simply because our hope is in the living God. He is the wonderful life giver of all the children of men, and even more so to you that believe. Amen. Spiritually fit. Why? So that we can navigate life with joy. Amen. Why is joy so important, ladies and gentlemen? Another aspect of the kingdom of God. Joy, peace, righteousness, freedom. Mm. You know, has anybody ever been happy before? And that happiness didn't last that long? Isn't it interesting that it isn't the happiness of the Lord, it's the joy of the Lord he wants you to catch. And you can be happy for a season, but then all of a sudden you can be sad real quick. But when you allow him and you're available for his presence, the joy of the Lord comes. And when the joy of the Lord comes, something else comes with it. It's, it, it Jeremiah said it, you know, prophesying it. It was like fire shut up in my bones. When you get on fire for God, it's because you're experiencing the joy of the Lord. And you can't shut up about it. Amen? And so the devil knows you at that point. Anybody want the devil to know who you are? Well, Pastor, I believe he knows who I am. Well, let me, let me, let me challenge you for a moment. I'm just going to talk to you. I'm, I'm not going to get through with this today. And God's going to get many invitations. He's already making them now. And I'm going to do it right here. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You see, when Jesus came, and this is so important for us to catch today, when Jesus, he goes into the water, he's baptized, then the Spirit descends on him. He's baptized in Spirit. Well, Pastor, he, he's God in flesh. Yep, yep. But there's a human part that needs to experience what you and I are going to experience. And that spirit that descends on him ah, leads him into the wilderness. Amen. And in the wilderness, he gets things he couldn't get in no other place, just like we get in our wilderness. This is helping somebody. But that spirit that descended on him leads him out in power. Amen. And said when he come back, he done many wonderful works. The lame were healed. The blind eyes were open. Those that were oppressed, depressed, were set free. And the scripture says, and the demons could do nothing, for they knew who he was. Now, everybody, we, we say it often, but eventually it's going to trigger inside of you. Once it does, the breath of life is coming on a new level for you. Jesus came to be, give you an example of who you already are. Jesus, God in flesh, shows up to show you really who you are. But we have seven sons of the, of the priest, the high priest, named Sceva. 
And they knew how to do church. They knew how to teach. You know, they had all the present, you know, amenities of how to do church. And uh, they had all the training. They were definitely degreed in theology. They had the pedigree, right? But they're going to try something new now. Because they were hungry. But their religious traditions and religious ideas had them in grave clothes. Had them in a tomb. Had them in darkness. But they still wanted to try. Anybody ever been in the Seven Sons of Sceva realm? It's okay. Relax. God loved those boys. Somebody needed to hear that. He loved those sons. And he was after them. But this particular time, they're trying something that already tried before. Because that name does work. Jesus, that name works. That's why you're baptized into that, that name. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. There's not a higher name. God revealed the top tier name when he sent his son. There's not a name above it. It's there. It can't go no higher. No greater authority. And he calls you by his. Amen. If you ever catch that, the enemy will know who you are. Amen. And so those seven sons are trying something that they're not baptized into yet. They haven't received the spirit yet. And they're trying to be a witness, but the very thing that Jesus told his followers, you hang out here until you be endowed with power on high. Then go and be my witness. And he's, he's advising them. Amen. They're all, man, we want to go. We want to go. No, you're not. I know you're excited about it, and I know you want to go tell everybody, but you're not ready. This is helping somebody. Because our religious world is full, precious people, sons of great traditional ideas that God worked with, but he isn't going to continue to work with. He wants us to come out and keep going higher and keep going higher and keep going higher. And this thing don't stop. You just keep going higher for eternity. Every one of us, if we'll let God come the way he wants to come in our lives, you will live a life of being wowed by how good your daddy is, how big your God is, and how powerful, amen, he's at work in your life. And all that does when he's really working in you and through you is create another dynamic which is powerful, and that's humility. It's humbling when I know I can't do it, but yet he does it anyway. And he overlooks my failure, takes the availability and loves on someone else. God is so good. And so they decide to try it again. But this time the enemy said it like this. Jesus I know. And Paul I know. Come on, it's in your book called the Bible. But he says to them, who do you think you are? It does say that one in the translation. He said, but who are you? But in another translation, it says, but who do you think you are? That's a good question. Because they want to be significant. They want to be about their father's business. But they didn't know another father had got involved in the mix. Come on, I'm talking about they had, they had the Bible, and they thought that they understood teachings, and they were giving supposedly people the good news with the Torah Amen. And the law and, and the prophets. They were, man, that, that Bible study is going on. People were getting indoctrinated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were getting, you know, those stickies and smiley faces. But we need Jesus, y'all. I'm not being critical of our efforts because... <laughs> I got the T-shirt and had to burn it, and then I burned it again and burned it again. So I'm, I'm not looking down on nobody, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all need to hear that. Everybody that's breathing is treasure to our Father. He loved those boys, 
And they were looking for answers because they didn't know what to do with the hurting people. And the enemy was beating them up and they just wanted something to work. And they hadn't really heard the message on the level they needed to hear, but the enemy helped them. Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know, but who do you think you are? And by the time the enemy got through with them, just like all of us, they were running, bruised, beat up, and naked. The enemy tore all the clothes off of them. Now, if I'm beat up, bruised, and naked, that's a type and shadow of shame, isn't it? Anybody ever felt that before? Is the enemy good at doing that? He can, he can make you feel shame just like that. And some of you right now are so thankful there's enough peace and dynamics in the room that you, you're not really thinking about your failure yesterday. You're thinking about something that's going to pole vault you beyond it. you got some hope right now. And heaven has given you an invitation of what it's like to be in his presence. That's, that's why I get a lot of testimonies from people that come. Man, the presence of God, the love of God. That's what we all want. It's a good small group here, isn't it? Amen. And so that's where many of us are being challenged today. Amen. Is finding out who we are. And so I, I encouraged Davis. I said, son, develop a sensitive ear for hearing the voice of God. Don't ever think you've got your ear tuned in to where it needs to be. Always work on getting more sensitive to what. I didn't say get spooky. I didn't say get weird. But the enemy's going to get weirded out because he ain't going to know what to do with you. And I'm encouraging, David, work on it, listening to what the Spirit is saying. God is talking. Are we listening? He or she that hath an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Not the Bible. Pastor, be careful now. No, I love my Bible. My wife will tell you. I, you go over and check my notes. I got scripture after scripture. I love my Bible. But if I ain't got a ear to hear what God's saying, I'll take that Bible, the letter, and I'll just kill everybody in my path. Because I'll measure everybody with it, and I won't see the treasure. Now, if you can take the Bible and open your spirit up and listen to what the spirit of it or the spirit of the writer that was penning it, you can catch that spirit and listen. <gasps> Breath will come into you. Now, all of a sudden, you're not judging people for their flaws. You're looking at what God sees as treasure. And you, you run after that with a big hug from heaven. You become his vessel that he hugs with, that he brings life to. Amen. And hope. Amen. And I encouraged Davis, make choices and don't be ashamed. And when you find out you made a bad choice, get up, brush yourself off. You can come see Papa too and I'll point you to, I'll be honest you where I was and I'll let you know, hey, it's going to be fine. Let's try it again. Make your choices. Amen. And when you know it's not right, when you find out you missed it, don't beat yourself up. The enemy's going to do that anyway. You don't need to do it with him because he's doing his job right. So that you can have a passion for the mission of the kingdom. Amen. Tune your ear in and have a passion for the kingdom. Get on the Jesus mission. Amen. Me and Tammy, we're daddy's kids. And while I'm on that 14-day or 14-week, I wanted it to be 14 days. It was 14 weeks. The Lord said, now you focus on your bride, and I'll focus on mine. And he wouldn't let me do some things I thought I needed to do, and, and uh, he released me. And uh, 
He said, by the way, that's my daughter. Well, you can't go because she don't think like I think, Lord, and I can't figure her out. And 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 and, and, and me and Jesus had that conversation. She didn't know it because I'm when I speak, I, I'm very clearly understood. <laughs> she can't understand a word I say, and I can't understand a word she says. And I know y'all laughing to keep from crying. But did you know daddy's okay with that? Because when he's in the mix, we get it. If he's not in the mix, we ain't getting it. And we'll run from one another. Isn't that what our world's doing right now? Our world's trying to figure out how to have relationships. And they're emotionally distraught. And God has designed us in such a way so that through his spirit, being in lead, he navigates us through life with joy. Let me say it like this. I need Tammy more than she knows I need her, and she needs me more than I know she knows she needs me. Why? Because we provoke God into the mix. What are you saying, Pastor? In other words, we become available. Lord, I don't know what to do with that girl. I don't know what to do with that guy. Help! He said, I couldn't wait. I was waiting on you to ask. Yeah, this is, this is life-giving today. Every relationship and most focus on the ones that sometimes you don't want in your path. You've heard me say it before, but the one that rubs your hair the wrong way. The worst is really important to the process. And the Lord wants you to know that if you'll trust him with the person that you think the devil is good, if you'll trust him, he'll navigate you in that relationship with joy. And before long, if you'll trust him, come on, trust is top tier, you'll see the treasure and not the flaw. God didn't ask us to do that without him being the source. Amen. And so the mission becomes top tier. Amen. Anybody emotionally stressed out with our world? You don't have to raise your hands right now. But our world is in a mess. This is the best day of the rest of our lives. You don't know if Russia's going to sling a nuclear warhead where right now. But you know what? I have total peace about it because my daddy is in charge. I trust him. And if it's my time and your time, hey, I trust him. It don't matter. What matters is who's in charge and he wants to navigate us through the challenges of life with joy he's not interested in your politics he's not interested in you putting a label on yourself well this is what I am he wants you to know who you are so the enemy can go ahead and validate Jesus I know, Paul I know, Betty I know, John I know. Right? He wants you to be about his business. Now, now uh, you know, th this guy in this lawn chair in Los, Los Angeles that put the balloons on him. Y'all remember that? Yeah, that, 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 if, you hadn't, if you don't remember that, this, this guy... He decided one day he was going to do like that cartoon. And he was going to sit down in his lawn chair and start blowing up balloons with helium. And he got, got off the ground a little bit, so he called his friends to hold him. And he blew up some more. And he thought he was only going to levitate about 10 feet above the air, but when they let go, he started going up. And he didn't know what to do. And he had to stick with him to start, but he got nervous. 
air traffic control gets a message from one of the jets at 3,000 feet says, uh, there's a man out here in a lawn chair. Wow. Yeah. They asked him the question when they, they got him down, said, what in the world would you do? And his response was, sometimes a person just got to do something. Sometimes you just got to do something. Our world's in that kind of shape right now. And people are doing something. And it's not good. And it's okay. Daddy ain't bothered by that. It's a setup. Everything going on in our world right now is a setup. And he's completely, unequivocally, absolutely in charge. He's not doing the stupid. And he ain't causing the stupid. He ain't making nobody do it. He loves everybody. And he's inviting, and he's inviting, and he's inviting as many as will. And so I can't stress enough today to encourage you to get connected. I'm talking to my son, Davis. Son, you need to be connected. You need to know who's sitting at your table. You need to hear from heaven on who you're getting counsel from, what small group you're a part of. You need to be a part of a community that will hold you accountable and you'll humble yourself and submit yourself one to the other in that community. Yeah, you need to be connected because when you're connected, you get fitly joined. Mm. Do you ever get fitly joined? You know who you are and the devil knows who you are. As long as you're an island out here and you're just kind of doing your, you, me and Jesus, we got our own thing going. The enemy loves that lie. Ain't no such thing as me and Jesus got our own thing going. A body member, apart from this body, dies. Why? Because there's no blood flow. Last time I checked, the blood of Jesus is top tier. You want to be, you want to be in the blood flow? You want to be where there's life? You stay connected to the body. And it's not about this building. And it's not about doing church on Sunday. It's about being members of the body of Christ who are available to him so that from them they can give the invitation of the kingdom. And in that invitation, they're living in righteousness and freedom, in joy. Amen. Look, ladies and gentlemen, today, 200 plus thousand people will die based on the death rate. The only hope they've got is somebody that says, yes, Lord. And that somebody might be you because God puts them in your path. I didn't say go get a 10-pound Bible and a bullhorn and run out by, uh-uh. The Lord wants this light and easy. He wants you tending to his business as you go about what business he has you in the world. Amen. You're, you're occupying till he comes. You're living life. You're being a good wife, a good husband, a good mom, a good dad, a good son or daughter. When I say good, a godly one, that's yes, Lord. And you're flawed, and you make mistakes, and you make bad decisions. But the Lord don't see that. He sees you in his process. My grandmother, <laughs> wow, she knew how to walk on water. And she showed me at 95 what walking on water looks like. I think I told the life changers this. Walking on water for her was, and I needed this because everybody that reads the passage where Jesus comes walking on the water. And Peter said, if that's you, Lord, bid me come. We all focus on Peter. We need to focus on Jesus. Because we either like Peter or the other 11. But my grandmother at 95 taught me something about walking on water. She'd already quit driving. That's not, she couldn't. She decided, now nah, I'm not going to. 
Michael, get out there and drive a 95 because I might miss something on the way <laughs> and hit. And so she just thought it was wisdom not to do it and get us to go take her somewhere. Besides, she get to be with people. She was wise. She'd go get that phone book and open it up and start reading names until the Lord prompted her, oh, this one. And then she picked the phone up and dialed that number. And by the time that first ring happened, she's on water now. She's walking on water because she don't know what the Lord's going to say. She's walking on water now. They'd come to church. They'd get baptized, get filled with the Spirit. In 95, she's still discipling people. There was times she would hang up the phone, and she didn't really know what God did, but the gifts of the Spirit were operating. And God didn't tell her. He just tr she just trusted. She walked on water. Is anybody catching this yet? Amen. Righteousness is the mission of the kingdom. It's about our Father. And Jesus said, I'm about my Father's business. That's the righteousness he's talking about. Some of you need to hear this. This is so important. And I'll expand on it a little bit more as the Lord gives me opportunity in the days to come. But the human side of Jesus was real. And it's obvious this is going to help somebody. An invitation is being given right now. It's obvious that when he went into the water and was baptized, and the Spirit descended on him, he was baptized of that. Prior to that, okay, y'all ready? Potentially, God in flesh, God in flesh wasn't led by the Spirit. I'm not saying it's that way, but Jesus has given us a strong indication that prior to the Spirit descending on him, which he was conceived by the Spirit, he was God in flesh. But prior to that baptism in water and in spirit, that his human side, his mother's side, was flawed. And that even though he was without sin, he was still flawed. He still had human challenges. And he was touched by everything that we're touched by. And he understands what shame and guilt and doubt and fear is like. He understands it. He's been touched by the feeling of everyone and their infirmity, their emotional challenges. Jesus knows all about how the enemy will trick you and try to mess over you. And yet, the enemy had nothing in it. But he knows all about where you're at. Somebody needed to hear that today. And an invitation is being made to y'all because your best days are before you. How many here today, you've decided, I just got to do something. I just got to do something. And you know that uh, you need to get some things settled. How many want to raise your hands? You just need, I, need, I, I got to get some things settled. Want to raise your hand? Oh, man, there's a bunch of people in here that need to get some things settled. I'm no different than you. Every waking day is yes, Lord. Thank you for yesterday, but I thank you in advance for how you can continue to work on me until you finished what you started. And if you would, as you bow your head and close your eyes, anybody else want to lift your hands? I just need to get some things settled today. You can pray with me right now. We're going to get real with God for the next few moments. And we're going to tell him the truth. Father, I know that you paid my debt off 2,000 years ago. I don't know how I know it, but I just know it. Because your presence in this room is so compelling. And I just can't help but get honest and tell you the truth right now. I've been down and out. I've been depressed. I've been wanting to give up and quit. I'm talking to believers and unbelievers alike. And I'm asking you right now, Lord, today, help me to become more available 
so that you can get into me on a level you've never got into me, Lord. I need you to get so personal with me right now and forgive me in areas that I haven't asked for forgiveness. Forgive me right now, Lord. I pushed you away when you were gentle and kind and courteous and Forgive me, Lord. Help me to receive your spirit on the level that you received it when you went into the water. When the spirit descended on you and you compelled the group that followed you to group there until they be endowed with that same spirit, Lord. Would you do that for me? Would you take me back Amen. To where I'm supposed to be in you and receive you today. I need your spirit, Lord. I make you Lord of my life right now. Vocalize that to him right now. I make you Lord of my life right now. If you want to stand and applaud him for being so faithful. Come on, let's all stand because anything can happen here in the next few moments. Woo! He's worthy. He broke the chains. He won the battle. You can be victorious today because He was victorious. I'd like to invite anyone and everyone that wants a deeper walk with God. The next step, ladies and gentlemen, when you ask for forgiveness... Is let God come in and let Him take over until you become His mouthpiece. If you would like a deeper walk with God, if you'd like a deeper experience in God, if you're making your mind up today, I'm going to live my life trusting Him from this day forward. You're welcome to come down today. Every step will move heaven. And Jesus will meet you there. He's faithful. God bless you. The water's warm. What's hindering you today to be baptized? To take on that name that's above every name. God bless you. Let's lift our hands to heaven. Let's worship together. Guests, thank you for being here. If you need to leave, you can leave, but we're going to spend some time acknowledging our Lord and Savior today. Thank you for coming.